and Rob McGregor welcome you to a place where all kinds of phenomena flourish. Voices whisper, ancient secrets, signs and symbols are abundant. UFOs, ETs, ghosts, and even the dead move about freely. Here we meet authors, researchers, and investigators of the mysterious, the strange, and of the inexplicable anomalies that surround us. Step out of the everyday world and take a journey into the mystical underground. Welcome to the Mystical Underground. Thank you for joining us. This is Rob McGregor and our tech magician, producer, John Posey. Trish isn't with us today. You can go to themysticalunderground.com where we make regular blog posts and where you can find out about our books. Our most recent nonfiction book is The Shift, Reports from the Mystical Underground. Trisha's latest novel is White Crows, and Rob's latest novel is Tulpas, available in audio as well as print and ebook. So a lot of people are recovering from the holidays and are back to work, and so you might be finding things a bit hectic in your life. So today I'm going to read a chapter on mindfulness from my book, Jewel in the Lotus, Meditation for Busy Minds. The chapter has been slightly altered and updated from the book version. So here we go. Mindfulness. In this moment, there is plenty of time. In this moment, you are precisely as you should be. In this moment, there is infinite possibility. Victoria Moran, author of Shelter for the Spirit, Create Your Own Haven in a Hectic World. I work out in a gym a few times a week. Something I've done for years as a compliment to my yoga and meditation practice. I'm usually there mid-morning and years ago I remember doing cardio on the elliptical machine with the television on the wall in front of me and at that hour it was often tuned to the Jerry Springer show. Thankfully the sound was off and so the frenetic behavior of the argument of guests was replaced by the music on my iPod. I remember hearing other people on the nearby machines comment about the show, wondering why it was always on and isn't it just awful how the men and women get into fights on stage and isn't Jerry Springer a sellout and a big jerk? I didn't think about the show that way. To me, it's an experiment in mindfulness. So what's that mean? How did Jerry Springer have anything to do with mindfulness and why did I even mention him in a meditation book? Before I answer, let's talk mindfulness. Usually, it's not a good idea to define something by stating what it's not. But since mindfulness sounds suspiciously like filling your mind, I can't help but start out by saying, forget that idea, because it's so wrong. Even if you fill your mind with knowledge and spiritual wisdom, that's not being mindful. On the other hand, mindfulness is not about emptying your mind either. So what is it? Scholars of Eastern philosophy have written extensively about mindfulness. After all, Buddha talked about it. In fact, mindfulness is part of the eightfold path of Buddhism. But anyone can practice mindfulness, a technique that has been become a part of Western th therapy to help us deal with anger, 
anxiety, stress, and all those feelings that take us away from happiness. Being mindful is the ability to see things with new eyes by experiencing the world without judgment. In order to do so, we have to overcome our internal dialogue, the chattering mind that constantly judges our experiences. While that judgmental process is important for survival, it also taints our view of reality. When we pursue mindfulness, we remain in the present moment and pay attention to our thoughts and reactions. When we do so, we identify with the watcher, the deeper part of ourself. As an experiment, just sit and let your mind do whatever it wants. Then try to retrace your thoughts. That is a way of cueing you to being mindful. For me, the Jerry Springer show was a test to see if I could remain mindful as I got an aerobic workout. In other words, I didn't despise Springer or the nature of the show, nor did I enjoy it. It just was. Even though I have an opinion about the show, when I watched it in the gym, I remained in the present moment focused on my workout and non-judgmental about what was showing on the television screen. If I looked up at the screen and saw a woman slam another woman half her size to the floor as the audience cheered, I noticed how I reacted. Was I disgusted, appalled, upset that the show was always turned on at that time, at that place? When I did that, I was paying attention to what I was thinking, being mindful. And I could quickly place the matter in perspective. It was a television show. It was entertainment. I didn't let it bother me. But what if two people in the gym suddenly started fighting and one of them was my friend? Would I ignore what was going on? Of course not. The challenge then would be to do what I could to stop it without becoming enraged and joining the fray. Likewise, how would I react if someone approached me and complained that I was on the machine too long and asked me sarcastically if I ever was going to give other people a chance to use it. Again, the challenge would be to remain aware of my reaction, whether it was being civil or reacting with anger. When you do that, you can quickly return to mindfulness, even if you temporarily lose yourself in a defensive mode. Thinking about our thoughts. Everyone knows about tongue twisters, but what about mind twisters? As humans, mind twisting is part of our nature. That's because we have the unique ability to think about our thoughts. Yes, thinking about thinking. And you probably thought that meditation was all about not thinking. Not exactly. You see, when we watch our thoughts, so to speak, and place our mental state in the realm of the watcher, we start wondering, well, who's doing the thinking? Who's doing the watching? We begin to recognize that there's a deeper part of ourselves inside, the watcher, the meditator, the true self. Through mindfulness, this deeper part of ourselves begins to emerge, and we become more aware of the constantly changing nature of the world around us. Before we move on to an exercise in mindfulness, I'll reiterate that little mystery of the mind. Here it is in a nutshell. Mindfulness is the awareness that is not thinking, but aware of thinking, as well as aware of how we experience the world. When we're mindful, we're paying attention on purpose and without judgment 
to whatever arises inside or outside of us. Of course, sometimes we trip up and let our emotions and attitudes get the better of us, but we can always come back again into mindfulness. Mindfulness leads to a greater awareness of whatever you're experiencing, whether you like it or not. Whatever the experience might be, you can find bliss in it by balancing the wisdom of the watcher with the desires of the chattering mind. Take a few minutes and align yourself with the watcher in the following exercise. Becoming the watcher. Find a comfortable position, take several slow deep breaths and feel your body relaxing as you exhale. Then slow your breath and with your eyes closed, Take your time as you scan your body, relaxing your body. As you're doing the scan, remain aware of any thoughts that come to mind, literally watching your thoughts. But don't fight your thoughts or get frustrated. Gently, gently release your thoughts and return to your scan. When you're done, stay focused on your breath and again pay attention to your thoughts without getting carried away by them. Notice what happens when you identify with the watcher and stay in the present moment. Pay attention to the chattering mind without making any value judgments. Typically, your thoughts tend to calm down as you pay attention to the internal dialogue. That's when you can find a space between two thoughts and move towards stillness and a state of meditation. Stay with it for at least 10 minutes. Meditate. How did that work? Maybe you spend some time puzzling over the matter of watching your thoughts and the idea that your true self is something other than your thoughts. In other words, you are not your thoughts. Don't get annoyed or upset if you're not getting into a deep meditative state or are still uncertain what it is. Such emotions are hardly helpful. And don't be surprised if the watcher occasionally vanishes from your awareness as you get lost in your internal dialogue the chattering mind. As soon as that happens, you've merged with the active mind, lost your sense of mindfulness, and floated away down the river of thoughts. Bye-bye. But you can always come home and find your inner awareness again. Speaking of coming home, when Steve Jobs returned from several months in India, he actually found it more difficult to reintegrate into American culture than overcoming the cultural shock he experienced when he arrived in India. He had discovered to his surprise that Western rational thought was not an innate human characteristic, but a learned one. And in the villages of India, it was never emphasized. He's quoted in his biography by Walter Isaacson. The people in the Indian countryside don't use their intellect like we do. They use their intuition instead and their intuition is far more developed than in the rest of the world. Intuition is a very powerful thing, more powerful than intellect, in my opinion. That's had a big effect on my work. Quite a statement coming from one of the top technical innovators of our time, or any time. But there's more. Jobs recognized the difficulty we have in reaching a state of mindfulness. Here's what he said. If you just sit and observe, you will see how restless your mind is. If you try to calm it, it only makes it worse. But over time, it does calm. And when it does, there's room to hear more subtle things. 
that's when your intuition starts to blossom and you start to see things more clearly and be in the present more. Your mind just slows down and you see a tremendous expanse in the moment. You see so much more than you could see before. It's a discipline. You have to practice it. Mindful walking. If you don't feel like sitting or lying down to meditate right now, you might practice mindfulness with a simple, slow, relaxed walk. Before you begin, take a few deep breaths, letting your upper body relax on the exhalation, then your lower body. Set out on a specific path with a particular distance in mind, one that will take at least five minutes, but not more than 15 or 20. Let your arms hang loosely as you move forward with an easy gait. Bring your attention to the intricate movements of your body that we normally take for granted. Pay attention to how your heels touch down and you roll forward onto the balls of your feet as you lift up your other foot and swing your leg forward. Notice how all of your muscles, tendons and ligaments work together with your bones and your heart and lungs and brain to help you walk. Focus on all that you normally take for granted. Appreciate something in your surroundings, even if it's something small. Appreciate your ability to walk. Appreciate your life. Pay attention to your breath and notice how it contributes to your ability to move forward. If you don't think your breath helps you walk, stop breathing for a while and see how that works out. You won't walk very far before your body calls out for oxygen. Be conscious of every step and every inhalation and exhalation. Feel the air moving into and throughout your body, energizing you. When your mind starts wandering, reel it in. Remain in the present moment on purpose and stay focused on your walking. Keep an open heart and remain non-judgmental about walking. Continue to appreciate it doesn't matter what you're appreciating. The act of appreciation begins your, brings your attention to where you are right now. Mindfulness versus meditation. In spite of the heading, those two concepts are not really in competition with each other. Quite the opposite is true. They're actually in harmony. One complements the other. Since the terms are often used interchangeably, it's worth taking a closer look at the difference between the two. Meditation varies from mindfulness in a number of important ways. It's a practice conducted at a set time and place, hopefully in a quiet setting. You might start your meditation by becoming mindful and pay attention to your thoughts and feelings. But gradually, you want to go deeper towards inner experiences. You also might direct your meditations towards achieving particular goals such meditations usually involve visualization and inquiry. Mindfulness, as I was saying, is about paying attention to the present moment or present moment awareness, doing so within an open heart and without being judgmental. It's also the awareness that is not thinking, but aware of thinking, as well as aware of how we experience the world. It's the watcher I've mentioned. It's cultivated by paying attention on purpose deeply and without judgment to whatever arises, either inside or outside of us.
The cool thing about mindfulness is that you can do it anywhere. You can practice mindfulness when you're alone or with others. Say you're at a party. Even in that environment, you could remain mindful. Watch what's going on. Notice what you're thinking, what you're saying, how you're acting, how you're feeling. Don't censor yourself. Just pay attention. You might catch yourself being judgmental in your thoughts and words. Imagine someone saying something offensive to you. Let's say that in the past you would get angry and insulted and quickly attacked. But if you can shift into mindfulness, aware of your thoughts and actions, you have an opportunity to respond in a new way, one that would diffuse the situation rather than exasperate it. Of course, sometimes you might falter and let your emotions and judgmental attitude get the better of you. But you can always come back again into mindfulness. When you do, you'll find yourself much more in control of various situations that emerge during your day. While mindfulness embraces open, expansive awareness of your surroundings as well as your feelings, meditation emphasizes narrow, focused awareness and concentration. That's the key distinction. Concentration. We concentrate when we read a book that really interests us or watch a movie that captivates us, play a game or work on a project that really it's really important and takes all of our attention. You can even become engrossed while shopping for shoes or whatever. But how do you concentrate while meditating? What happens? Concentration is different from focusing. Focusing is about narrowing your choices. In other words, are you going to focus on your breath, a mantra, or an affirmation? Concentration is about intensity increasing the energy on whatever it is that you're focusing on. Play with it. Try this experiment in concentration. Take a watch and stare intently at it for one minute. Count the number of times that your mind wanders off your concentration and into side thoughts about what you're doing and why you're doing it. You can try something else right now to work on your concentration. Focus on your breath again, taking several long, slow, deep inhalations and exhalations. Now concentrate on your breath. Nothing else matters. Stay with it. Several more deep breaths. Now slow your breathing. Turn inward by scanning your body. Concentrate on how your various body parts feel. Start with your feet, your ankles, your lower legs, knees, thighs, hips, and belly, your back, chest, shoulders, neck, your internal organs. Take your time. Feel your body relaxing. Stay focused and concentrate, intensifying your focus. Nothing else matters. Now turn your concentration to your bodily functions. Maybe you become aware of the beat of your heart. The flow of blood from your heart, arteries, capillaries, and veins, taking it back to your heart. Go deeper. Concentrate. Listen to the beat of your heart. Move your concentration into the flow of the blood through your body, your heart, arteries, capillaries, veins, moving the waste-rich blood back to the lungs and heart. You might e even go deeper into the self 
beyond the physical into the invisible, non-physical aspects of your being, which is really your true self. Stay with it. Gentle breathing, concentrating, relaxing. Finally, let it go. Bring yourself back to your normal awareness. How long were you gone? Now do you recognize the difference between meditation and mindfulness? If you can't concentrate, you don't do well in life. Concentration allows you to remain entranced on whatever you're focused on. However, when you concentrate, you tend to tune out everything else. That's why some people who excel greatly in one particular area know very little about subjects outside of their expertise. Mindfulness, on the other hand, provides an experience in expansive awareness and the sense of being part of a universal web of awareness, interconnected with all that is. When you're mindful, you're in touch with the wonders of life that can nourish and heal and expand your awareness. Thanks for joining The Mystical Underground. Visit www.themysticalunderground.com for the latest blog post and book info. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Listen to the podcast at podcast.themysticalunderground.com. Follow Trish and Rob on Instagram at Trish and Rob McGregor. Follow us on Twitter at The Mystic Cast. Send email to podcast at themysticalunderground.com. And until next week, thank you for listening and stay mystical. Mystical.